Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, good morning, everyone. Happy Friday to you. It is Friday, the 18th of August, 2023. Daniel Pedgrew back in the chair for the final one of the week, broadcasting through SEN 1170 AM in Sydney, SENQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SEN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. one 1170 our open line number. You can text 0457-736-736. That's all before Vossi and Brandy with breakfast for listeners through SEN 1170. 70 a.m. in Sydney. For this is in Queensland, it will be Pat and Corey Parker. Heels, we back on Monday, coming up after the 6 a.m. news. Lots to get through. A look back at a really interesting result last night in the NRL in just a second. Charlie Goodsir will join me in about 15 minutes to preview the rest of a very important round 25 of the National Rugby League. Chris Perkins in America as well in about half an hour. But most importantly, want to hear from you on this Friday morning. one 300 70 or 0457-736-736. Off and running for the final one of the week. It's one and a half past five. The Hot Topic, thanks to Rheem. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a Rheem. Yes, except nothing less than Australia's best and install a Rheem, Australia's favourite hot water. All right, what are we going to be looking forward to across the course of the weekend of sport? What is going to be the headline come Monday morning? What are you most looking forward to? We've had a huge week. We've had a huge few weeks with the Women's World Cup. Of course, the Matildas still in action tomorrow night, the third-place game against Sweden. We've got the Women's World Cup final on Sunday night, Spain taking on England. We have a huge weekend of the National Rugby League. What are you most looking forward to? What is going to be the headline come Monday morning when we speak again in 72 hours' time? It all started, though, last night. With the Cronulla Sharks 32 over the North Queensland Cowboys 12. If you missed any of it, this is how it unfolded right here on SEN. Here the very next play, they lure it, pace, gets away from the McGinnis tackle, Nakora wraps him up, only 20 away here. The Cowboys quick play. Ooh. Was that forward from Robson to Drinkwater? Not called. Drinkwater's going to score. Drinkwater is through, and Scott Drinkwater has the North Queensland crowd on their feet. Try to the Cowboys. So the Sharks still got three tackles up their sleeve, only 10 out centre field. Wrapping around was Tracy from Hines. And in the corner, Ronaldo Mulatalo. And that's now six tries in six games for Mulatalo. Fast becoming one of the best finishers in the NRL. Townsend drifting across field. They've got the overlap. Hiku finds that. Dalaman the outside is going to power his way past Talakai. And the Sharks defenders. And Sammy Valamay is celebrating. And the Cowboys are back in front in Townsville. The last tackle, but with momentum, 10 out. Bradley takes a run. Hazelton gets past Leilua. Hazelton bounces off the padding of the post. And has he got the ball down? Referee points to the spot. And the Sharks are over and a chance to level. And now 15 away as Blake Braley to Hines inside the Royce Hunt. Still going, Hunt. Was he tackled? Oh. He slams it down. And he might have just scored the Sharks' second try in a matter of minutes. Royce Hunt. A devastating 
The trail of wreckage in his wake, and Hunt scores for the Cronulla Sutherland Sharks. The Sharks looking to extend their lead. Hines, a little kick in behind. Trouble here for the Cowboys. Wade Graham. Hines for Graham. Oh, somebody must have called room service because that was straight to Wade Graham on a platter for the Sharks' fourth try here tonight. Oh. Right on cue. Nico Hines puts the team on his back and seals it for the Sharks. He got the ball early, about 12 out, and he put the foot down and ran straight and hard for that try line. And Nico Hines, he scores for the Sharks, and that's 30 points to 12 with a conversion coming up. Well, that's full time here at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. And the final score, the Sharks, a big win, a 20-point win, 32 points to 12. Yeah, 32 points to 12. The Cronulla Sharks way too good for the North Queensland Cowboys despite the Cowboys scoring first. And now the Sharks, it's been a weird season, hasn't it, this NRL season? Uh, there's been twists and turns everywhere and you still feel with uh, just under, with well, one game being played, but just under three weekends left in the season before the finals. We're going to get a few more twists and turns before the end of uh, the regular season. The Sharks, who... What, three weeks ago, people were saying, including myself, that they might be missing the top eight. Uh, wins now, three wins in a row over South Sydney. They got a win over South Sydney. And then last night against uh, the North Queensland Cowboys as well. Nico Hines, who we know struggled a little bit during the middle part of the season after the origin period, looks to be back to his brilliant best. And they're playing some really, really good football, the Cronulla Sharks. Um, and it is good to see. Uh, last week, of course, they beat the Titans. The week before, they beat South Sydney last night against the Cowboys. And in all of those games, uh, well, 26 points against South Sydney, 36 points against the Titans, 32 points against the Cowboys. They'll finish their season off with the Knights next Sunday afternoon. And then they will be playing their final game at home on Sunday, the 3rd of September against the Raiders. Doesn't that shape to be potentially to be a pivotal game uh, in particular for the Canberra Raiders? And then you talk about the North Queensland Cowboys who were flying a few weeks ago. Won six in a row um, after a pretty slow start to the season. Everyone thought that they would be going to make the top eight. I, I did say, and I didn't expect three losses in a row from the Cowboys, so I will preface that to say that I'm surprised that this has happened. But I did say that it is very hard to stay at the top of your game unless you're a Penrith Panthers, a Broncos this year as well, for a long period of time. They had won six in a row, and then ever since that Titans game, they've just gone downhill. Disappointing for the Cowboys. Three losses in a row now, and... Well, who knows what's going to happen in terms of their top eight hopes now. It is really um, all on the line for the Cowboys. It was all on the line last night and they couldn't win. So Cronulla now sit on equal points with the, both the Storm and the Warriors on 32. Of course, both those two teams have a game in hand across the course of the weekend. Uh, two wins and over 100 Points for and against clear of ninth place Cowboys and 10th placed Eels, who still have a bye to come. The Sharks are almost certain to play finals footy. To miss, they would need to lose their remaining two games by 50-odd points, uh, while the Cowboys and or Eels uh, won their remaining two games by 50-odd points. It won't, ha won't happen. And both the Cowboys and the Eels must still play the Panthers. Uh, Todd Payton's side could get left behind in round 25 with the Rabbitohs on 28 points and the Knights on 29 points ahead of them still to play. Of course, uh, they do play each other. So the Cowboys, 
Um, and we saw this, didn't we, with Souths in the middle of the year as well. They were the form team in the competition. They were flying, and uh, then they've gone backwards. Still, we wouldn't be ruling either side out to do something if they can make the top eight. But it's hard work now for the Cowboys, uh, who have two games left. They've got the Dolphins uh, next Friday night at Suncorp. So you would back them to win that game. But then they've got the Penrith Panthers at the final round, Saturday night, 530 at Penrith. And as I say, they're currently sitting on 28 points. The Knights are on 29 points. The Rabbitohs are on 28 points. You'd imagine whether those two teams will get two points this weekend. And then you've got the teams behind them as well. Uh, the Cowboys are on 28. The Eels are on 26. Uh, and they've got a better four and a better four and against than the Cowboys. So if the Eels are to beat the Roosters tonight, they will jump the Cowboys. The Roosters also in 26. They won't jump the Cowboys unless it's a very one-sided game. But... Uh, it'd have to be amazingly one-sided for the Roosters to jump the Cowboys, but um, it would get them on equal number of points with the Cowboys. So the Cowboys in a tricky position with teams in front of them, teams just behind them, and having lost that game last night. Any thoughts? one 300 Are the Sharks back? Are the Sharks the real deal? Are you convinced now by the Sharks? South Sydney, Titans, and then last night against the Cowboys. I, I suppose... I guess people would say, if you want to be a little critical of the Cronulla Sharks, is that South's fringe of the top eight. Titans not a top eight team this year. The Cowboys fringe of the top eight. So still not beating teams that are cemented in the top eight, but still, there have been three very good performances. Are the Sharks the real deal? And do the Cowboys miss out on the finals now? one 300 or 0457 Just before a break, and we'll uh, get Charlie Goodso in the studio to preview the rest of round 25, Wayne Bennett has revealed his plan to solve the NRL's growing sin bin outrage that he says is killing the game for fans. So the game's most experienced coach wants a substitute to replace an offending player when they are sent to the sin bin. It comes as Bennett also called for all coaches and the NRL to meet at the end of the season to tackle the issue, which has resulted in more sin bins than any season since the Super League war erupted in 1995. So Bennett said, uh, we have to have 13 on 13 because from the uh, fans' point of view, that is what is killing the game. As the game tries to combat growing concussion concerns, Fox Sports have uh, their stats team, their wonderful stats team, uh, show Simbins have multiplied tenfold over the last decade. So Bennett's idea to dramatically overhaul the existing Simbin rule would be to allow a substitute player, which would cost the offending team an interchange. He would also increase the Simbin period from 10 to 15 minutes in line with the time a player has to remain off the field to undergo a head injury assessment. Uh, Bennett said the only time a team should be left a man down is after a serious act of foul play that constituted a send-off. He said, we have only had three send-offs this year, so I think we can all live with that. But we have had 110 sin bins, so that illustrates the issue we are dealing with here. What we should be trying to do is keep the game as even as we possibly can, and that would be having 13 verse 13, not 12 verse 13. Because by doing that, you are not ruining, not just ruining the spectacle of the game and the distorted scoreboard that could happen in the period of the time. So what do you reckon? Um, Sinbin goes up to 15 minutes under Wayne Bennett's thinking, but you are allowed to bring a substitute player on. To re- so it remains 13 on 13. Like it? Don't like it. 
0457 736 736 or 1300 01 What do you reckon? I don't know. I think some would probably say and some would agree with him that there has been a lot of sim bins this year, maybe too many. But then to change it to 15 minutes but still keep it 13 on 13, I don't know if that makes much difference. Well, it does make a lot of difference because it's they've got um, one extra man. And then what's the point of the sin minning? Anyway, what do you reckon? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Sin bin 10 to 15 minutes, but the player, the team is allowed to bring on a substitute player. Like it? Don't like it. What's going to be your headline across the weekend? What are you most looking forward to across the weekend of sport? Are the Sharks the real deal after three wins in a row? And can the Cowboys make the top eight? 1300 01 1170 0457 736 736. Your text and Charlie Goodsir on the other side of this. 12 and a half past five. Tradies News in a nutshell. Charlie Goodsir will join me in the studio in just a second to preview the rest of round 25. Just before that, let's go to the open line. 1300 01 1170. Jason from Blacktown is on the line. What's have a say on that idea from Wayne Bennett? Morning, Jason. Morning, Dan. How are you going, man? How's your Friday so far? Very early on in a Friday. Uh, just just a working day, mate. So, yeah, I'm not, nose to the grindstone. So, yeah. No, understand. Uh, what's your thoughts on this idea from Wayne Bennett to overhaul the sin bidding rules? Look, I, I think Wayne needs a nap. <laughs> uh, I don't understand. I just don't understand the whole point of having a sin bin if you're going to replace a player, mm-hmm. whether it's up to 15 minutes or not. Look, if he says that it's going to take a uh, interchange, uh, it's going to cost an interchange, fine. But when the player comes back on, is it another interchange that's going to cost them or do they just automatically replace the player they brought on? Uh, no, I, I, I don't see the point. Um, obviously, I think we've got to get the sin binnings right and the send-offs right, like with the send-offs. Mm. I don't understand how you can get sent off and then only miss a week. Mm. I think a sending off has to be something that's graded to at least two to three weeks. Um, but with the, with the sin bin with Wayne, look, I think leave it as it is. The problem with rugby league, it's supposed to be some working class blue collar game for the normal bloke. Mm. It's just sometimes getting so way too complicated now. Let's leave it until we can fix it properly. Yeah, I agree. I, I just don't see the, the difference. Well, I understand what the difference is, and I don't think it's a very good idea because, look, you could argue uh, this year there has been too many sin bins. People would probably agree with that, but sometimes those sin bins are warranted. And then when they are warranted, what, you're going to bring another player on, I know the other players off 15 minutes, but it's still going to be 13 on 13. That doesn't give any advantage to the team that has been disadvantaged. I don't like the idea at all. No, and you've got a fresh player coming on. Uh, probably could be the sort of difference between scoring a try, not yeah. letting a try in. Yeah, no, no, not for me, mate. I think Wayne Bennett just needs to stay up there and, um, you know, get on with coaching the Dolphins and get a nap in here and there. Yeah, well, he's got a few more weeks, then he can have a bit of a nap when the season is over for the Dolphins. Thanks for the call, Jason. Have a good weekend. Call any time, mate. Cheers, Dad. Thanks, mate. You can join Jason on the open line anytime. one 1170 There's some texts there. I'll get to them in a second. 0457 736 736. But before that, it's time to do this. Now on Tradies, the NRL preview. Friday morning after a big week in sport. It is the 18th of August. Tradies News in a nutshell. Charlie Goodsir in the studio. Morning, Charlie. Good morning. Been a couple of sleeps now. You've been up after the Matildas lost on Wednesday night. Disappointing. Yeah, disappointing, but uh, not entirely upset, I don't think. I think I sort of expected England to, to win that game. Mm. Uh, just the Matildas getting to the semi-final, also the third-place playoff on, mm. on Saturday. 
So not, you know, there's still plenty to play for, and I think it's just been a, a really great tournament, and it's great being just getting sucked into all mm. this steer and the hype around it. It's been wonderful. Yeah, third place playoff tomorrow, then the final, of course, on Sunday. Uh, now, NRLW, speaking of women's sport, is flying at the moment. I'll just go through the ladder uh, for you at the moment. The Roosters, the Knights, the well, the Roosters, the Knights, the Raiders, the Titans all lead the way. That's the top four done. The Roosters on top and four and against. Then you've got the Tigers, the Broncos, and the Cowboys on four points, just outside of the top eight. The Dragons and the Sharks on two points. The Eels yet to win a game after four games. Disappointing for the Parramatta Eels. And let's have a look at what is happening this weekend in the NRLW. It starts tomorrow morning, actually. The Cowboys taking on the Sharks. That'll be at Townsville. That'll be followed by the West Tigers up against the Dragons at Combank at 12.50. And then at 10 past three, the Gold Coast Titans will play the Sydney Roosters on the Gold Coast. And then on Sunday, the Newcastle Knights take on the Brisbane Broncos at 12.03. And then the Raiders play the... The Eels, uh, that one in Canberra. The Eels not having won a match so far. They want to turn things around pretty quickly. Yeah, definitely. Last year's grand finalists uh, as well, uh, mm. the Eels. So, mm. yeah, not a great start, but really liking the top of the table, uh, Roosters and the Knights. Yeah. Uh, there's a game in a couple of weeks' time, which yep. if things stay the same, if they continue their winning ways, will be a first v. second showdown. So, yeah. really looking forward to that. Yeah, I think that's uh, September 9 or there or thereabouts. So, looking forward to that. That continues across the course of the weekend. All right, let's get to the NRL round 25 already underway last night. Uh, let's have a look at the remaining games, though. 6 p.m. tonight, the New Zealand Warriors taking on the Manly Seagulls. Brandy said on the breakfast show in Sydney yesterday, this is a potential a danger game for the Warriors. Manly out of contention for the top eight. We still know they've got some good players in that team. The Warriors, they got up over the Tigers. Now, admittedly, I didn't see a lot of that match uh, whilst watching Matildas, but it wasn't the most convincing win they've ever had. No, it wasn't. And they've sort of flown a little bit under the radar in the last few weeks, uh, the the Warriors. They are in third, but I, I just think they're under the radar because I don't think anyone really... I, th- I think there's a gap between... Panthers, the Broncos, who were mm. first and second, mm. and then the Warriors. Agreed. Um, and, and I don't know if they can compete yet with, with the Panthers and the Broncos. I think I look at the side like the Storm is in fourth, and I think on their day, they can beat the Panthers and the Broncos. Mm. I just don't know whether on their day the Warriors can can beat a Panthers or Broncos, or maybe even a Storm mm. a, a, as well. So I think that's why they've flown a little bit under the radar. Um, I still think they're going to win this game. Mm. I, I think at home's a, a massive factor. I, I think they're... They're playing really well. I think when they've been challenged, they've found a way to win. In the mm. past, they haven't. So that game against the Tigers, it was a big scare. Yeah. Tigers really played very well. They threw everything at them, but the Warriors were just able to close out the game and just bank that those two points. So I think that's uh, really telling to see. So I'm going to go the Warriors in this one. Yeah, I'll go the Warriors as well, but I understand where Brandy's coming from, but the Warriors should have enough sold out again in Auckland. Now, the other game tonight... Very, very important for both of these sides. The Parramatta Eels up against the Sydney Roosters. The Eels, really interesting. No Mitch Moses. We'll get to that in a second. They do have to buy the final round. So if they could beat the Roosters and beat the Panthers, they put themselves in a pretty good position to get themselves into the top eight. My question mark is on whether they can win either of those two games without Mitch Moses. Then the Roosters, a couple of uh, back-to-back wins. Pretty good performance against the Dolphins last weekend. Drew Hutchison, two tries. Going to be very interesting to see if Sam Walker comes back into the lineup, what they do there. There's question marks around what they do with Brandon Smith and Sandon Smith. They need to keep winning 
if whoever loses this, you can pretty much say they're done for season 2023. Yeah, I, I love this sort of scenario. It, it's two big Sydney clubs. Two I'm glad big, you do. Yeah, <laughs> two big clubs in the NRL. Uh, and one of them's, uh, for one of them, their season ends mm. uh, uh, tonight. So mm. that is mouthwatering stuff. So I'll definitely be watching. Mm. Um, just just in terms of the Eels, mm. that by the end of the at the end of the year, that final round by mm. is a bit of a curse, I think, because it means that like they have to rely on other results to go their way. They've had a really tough year. They've had a tough draw. They've come against a lot of uh, good teams throughout, and they just haven't been. They've been good in games. They mm. just haven't been able to make that final play or have that X factor as we, they alluded to at the start of the year. Well, I think for both of these sides as well, they will look back. Now, one of them still might make the eight, but mm. they will look back at the end of the year unless they both go on some amazing run to those games where they lost by two, four, six definitely, points. And definitely. Both sides have had a few of those just mm. on the eels. So they're currently on 26 points. If they won their two remaining games and then had the bye with the two points, they would get to 32. Their four and against at this stage with two games to play is plus 21. So it's not the worst, but it's also not the best in the game as well. Uh, and they yeah, lost the to the Broncos as well mm. last week where they got Hertz. smashed. Mm. Uh, Hurts. And, and it wasn't like they were awful. I just think they just couldn't compete mm. with the Broncos. I think that's that massive gap between the best teams and sort of the, the teams around that middle uh, mm. not doing that great. I think the Roosters win this game. I think Mitch Moses being out is a massive factor. I, yep. I think he's had a really, really good year. Mm. Um, and good on him for, for playing through what was a fractured cheekbone. Yeah. I definitely couldn't do that. I wouldn't be um, doing it. I think uh, Drew Hodgson played probably his best game in the NRL. Yeah. I think that was a revelation. I think he keeps Sam Walker out of the mm. side because I, I just don't think you mess with a what, winning formula. Yeah, what's been working. Um, and remarkably, this could set up a, a Souths Roosters winner-takes-all scenario in the final mm. round. So uh, we'll wait and see. But yeah. I'm going to go with the Roosters. Yeah, the Roosters also on 26 points have got this game tonight against the Eels. Then they play the Tigers next week at Allianz Stadium. Then they play Souths. They're for and against, though, a lot worse at the moment. Minus 84. So if they win, obviously the first priority is to win these three matches. They would be looking, though, I'm sure, and you don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves, but if they were to beat the Eels, I'm sure they'd be looking at that Tigers game to try and maybe correct some of that for and against. Remember last year they beat the Tigers by, what, they put 70, 70 points 72 to yeah. 6, I think the final score was. Anyway, let's see what happens tonight yeah. first. Uh, one game at a time. I think the Roosters do win as well. I think it'll be closer. A lot of people saying the Roosters easily. Uh, it's I, I, I always think it'll hard. be a Great game. Yeah. I, I have this as my, my second game of the round. Well, yes, it's always hard at, at comeback. I think the Roosters win. We'll see. Uh, now, Saturday, some uh, they, they'll still be good games, but not really makes too much difference in terms of the finals. This one definitely doesn't. Tigers up against the Dolphins. The Dolphins, five players out. The Tigers have been pretty good over the past few weeks. We know what's happened. Tim Sheens will leave at the end of the year. Benji Marshall takes over. Even besides all of that, even before all of that, I was tipping the Tigers in this match. I saw the Dolphins last week. They were courageous, but they were pretty off the mark in that second half against the Roosters. Five players out, Tigers for mine. I was also going to tip the Tigers. I think they've been playing the better football. I think the Dolphins, through no fault of their own, are just, they've run out of gas. Yep. And, and I think they've, they're running out of troops as well through suspensions and injuries mm. as well. I think five of their mm. best players are out or something like that mm. uh, for this match. Uh, yeah, I just think they're, they've run out of steam. It's whether or not the, the news this week has any impact on the players. True. Um, and they all say, oh, we, you know, we block out the noise. It's hard, like, which I do agree. They try their best, but it's hard not to say mm. all that stuff. Um, I'm still going to go the ties in this one. I think they've been playing the better football 
recently. Yeah, and what the Dolphins have done this year has been fantastic, and they will be better for that, getting some new players in as well next year. But, yeah, I think they've just run out of steam. I think the Tigers win as well. Uh, that's 3 p.m., 5.30 tomorrow. Gold Coast Titans taking on the Penrith Panthers. Look, we know the Gold Coast Titans can uh, cause some upsets. I don't think it'll be happening tomorrow afternoon, though. I think the Panthers continue on. So do I. The, the Titans are a plucky team, but they're not that plucky. I, th- I think the Panthers win this one. And I think it's going to be a pretty comfortable win. Not not a big, large win mm-hmm. uh, in terms of points, but I just think they, it's not going to, they're not going to look like losing at any stage. At 7.30 tomorrow night, or 7.35, the Dragons taking on the Melbourne Storm. Uh, we'll be talking next week. It seems that Ryan Pappenhausen will be back next week, which will be very, very interesting. Big wild card for the Melbourne Storm. You were talking about them earlier. Ryan, look, the Dragons at, at home at Wollongong always can be a little tricky, but I think the Storm win this. Yeah, I'm not going to spend too much time on this one, the, the Storm to win and, and win big. Two really interesting games on Sunday. Uh, the Newcastle Knights up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now, still a question mark you'd have to think on Jackson Hastings. Now, he has been named. We'll see if he does take the field. And the Rabbitohs, uh, they've been up and down. Uh, they did what they needed to do la- uh, last week, but they're just just—they're not playing the football that we would expect to see them play and, and what we saw in the middle part of that year. The Knights, we know what they have done. Gee, I, I find this very hard to tip. And this could have ramifications on the whole top eights and teams looking to make the top eight as well. Well, I think I know who you're going to tip, but how do you see this game going? I, I don't know who I'm going to tip. This is such a 50-50 game. Of all the 50-50 games this season, I think this is the toughest one. You've got a team that has so much talent and based on paper mm. – will win the premiership nearly every single season. But we know games aren't played on paper, and paper folds as well. Very well said. Thank you. Uh, and that's the that's the Rabbitohs. And then you've got a team who is just, against all odds, mm. somehow six in a row. Mm. We've been in some pretty good opposition on the way. And this is, it's a sold-out McDonald, uh, McDonald Jones stadium. home stadium. Yep. And... It, it's the biggest game in Newcastle history since the 2001 Grand Final. I've been saying that all week to mm. anyone who will listen to me. Mm. If we can win this game, mm. I think it, it all but locks in finals for me, mm. I think, depending on where we finish. Um, I'm going to go the Knights just because I'm a one-eyed supporter, but it will be really disheartening if we lose this game and then sort of fall back to the pack and, and make work hard for ourselves because we've done such hard work to, to get to the position we're in now. So the Knights, they are currently on 29 points. Uh, so obviously they've got uh, Souths on Sunday afternoon and then they finish their season uh, with games against the Cronulla Sharks, that one at home next Sunday, and then the Dragons, uh, that one at Cogra. So not not the toughest draw, but not the easiest draw either. No, they're... In, in the past, I'd say we'd probably drop those all, all three of those games, but I think this is a different night side. I mm. think I, I think we can beat Cronulla at home. We're stronger at home. And I think, again, like th- those sort of bogey games where we, we, we were expected to win but then don't, mm. I think we've eradicated that. So we'll win that game against uh, the Dragons. So, look, I'm, 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 I'm tipping the Knights, but... Jay, it's 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 going to be tough watching on on Sunday. And South Sydney, well, they've got the Knights, then they've got the Bye, so they do get an extra two points, followed by the Roosters, uh, the final Friday of the season at a core. I'm going to tip South. I know how well the Knights have been playing. I just think the Rabbitohs will be up for this match, but I, whatever happens wouldn't surprise me. It honestly wouldn't surprise me. It will be a great game. 
Yeah, yeah, game of the round, without a doubt. Now, the other game on Sunday, which is very interesting, is the Raiders and the Bulldogs. Now, the Raiders are six, the Bulldogs are 15. So you'd think, uh, what are you talking about? It's going to be interesting. The Raiders were woeful last week against the Melbourne Storm. The Bulldogs were woeful last week against the Newcastle Knights. The other intriguing thing about this is, depending on what happens across the course of the weekend and obviously the next couple of weeks, the Raiders for and against, it was bad coming into that game against the Storm. It's now gone to minus 120 after they conceded all those points against the Storm. And then after this game against uh, the Bulldogs, they've got the Broncos next week in Canberra, followed by the Sharks at Cronulla. You look at the teams coming to get them and you look at the teams that are tussling for the top eight, the Raiders are still no sure thing to be making the top eight, although I do think they win on Sunday. Yeah, I, I think they win too. I think they're pretty embarrassed with that performance and I was embarrassed that I declared that they'd win the game. Yes. Uh, and they lost 48 to two. <laughs> Didn't score a try for the first time in 10 years. They, they did score the first two points though. Great. <laughs> uh, um, I, I agree. I, I think they're, they still are a good enough team to beat the Bulldogs who were really bad. Like, mm. like as good as the Knights were, we weren't that great. Mm. The The Bulldogs were just awful, ill-disciplined. Mm. Reed Marnie having to crack at the ref every five minutes. He's like, overtaking Gutho as the biggest wincher in the uh, in the NRL. Mm. Uh, so congrats to Reed Marnie. Um, yeah, I think I think more misery on the Dogs. And just on the Dogs, I think they've had a they started so positively. They beat the Storm yeah. in Melbourne to yeah. start the season. I think round people, two. I think yeah, round was, two, yeah. three, or whenever. It feels like a lifetime ago now. Mm. Um, I just think they've been really disappointing. And I think it's their defense, which is the worst thing about it. Mm. They uh, allowed a run of, I think it was 102 points by mm. the Knights mm. before they even got on the board against us this season. Yeah. And Cameron Seraldo came in, heralded as a defensive mastermind. Mm. Um, I, st- I still think he's the right man. I think he's a good coach, but I just think the Bulldogs, the players really need to look at themselves. And I think what was also disappointing for the Bulldogs last week, you can make excuses sort of throughout the year. They've had a lot of injuries. They had a very good lineup there last week. Now, I know they can't make the eight, so you, you never know what's going through a player's head, but you expect better than that, still with four weeks left of the season as well. Yeah, plenty to play for. Uh, Raiders? Yeah, Raiders. Raiders. Uh, I think the Raiders, although I don't say that with any confidence. Charlie, it uh, will be very interesting. Three weekends to go. Uh, the team's still, what, 10 teams in contention in the top eight. There will be less, at least one less, come next this time next week. Can't wait. That was good math. Thank you. Uh, Charlie Goodsir with our NRL preview here on Tradies News in a nutshell. To Chris Perkins, it's just a sec. Just a couple of bits of homework out of that preview with Charlie Goodsir. Sam Walker not playing. Uh, he was ruled out of the team uh, for the Roosters. So Drew Hutchinson retains his spot at halfback. And just on Ryan Pappenhausen, mentioned him. He did cop a knock at training this week and is in some doubt for the Sunshine Coast Falcons uh, tomorrow. Uh, this is from NRL Physio, has been on a modified training schedule coming back from that significant knee injury. Decision on his avail- availability to be made today. So let's hope he is okay to play in that. And uh, the Storm would love to have him back in the next couple of weeks. But obviously his health comes first out for ni- uh, out for 13 months, wasn't it? Um, and of course, this uh, round raised all about raising money for Daniel Anderson. So let's hope uh, lots of money can be raised for such a good cause. A uh, couple of texts. This from the Chookman. Hi, Dan. Sounds like Wayne has been putting something in his cups of tea. Thank you, Chookman. Yes, this is the idea that Wayne Bennett has to have the intercha- uh, the sin bin uh, go from 10 to 15 minutes but have a substitute player come on. So it is still 13 on 13. 
Yeah, I don't like it. And the Big G says, morning, Dan. Don't like Bennett's idea. Panthers had Tara and Peachy set off for 10 minutes in the win over the Sharks and still kept them scoreless. I think the teams need to step up, although I do believe some hits are accidental, and that is what needs to be looked at. Your thoughts on that? Your thoughts on what's going to happen over the weekend? Your highlight uh, heading into the weekend? What's going to be the headline at come up Monday morning? 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 Now on Tradies News, it's time to get the latest from the USA. Chris Perkins on the line on your Friday morning. Morning to you, Chris. Well, good morning. Happy Friday down there. Yes, happy Friday. Been a very, very big week of sport. Uh, but a lot's happening in America as well. Something to do with the uh, football, which we'll get to in a second. But before that, the Little League World Series is on. Yeah, the Little League World Series. Amazing. There's so much attention paid to an under-13 tournament. But it, that's exactly what we have in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Uh, going uh, Started yesterday. Uh, the team from Hills Little League in Sydney just wrapped their game this afternoon. They lost 2-1 to one to Curacao. Heartbreaking way to lose. Uh, game was tied in the bottom of the fifth inning uh, with two outs. They get a pop-up into shallow right field, and the second baseman lost the ball in the sun. Ah, and that's how no the game-winning run was scored. Uh, brutal, brutal way to lose. A great pitching duel, though. Uh, Adrian Jankolowski, the starting pitcher for for Sydney, four and a third innings pitch. He had like 10 strikeouts mm. on the mound. Just absolutely dealing. Na Kid's got a nasty curveball. <laughs> Absolutely brutal curveball. Hey, he was making these hitters look foolish, uh, some of these Curacao batters. But, uh, yeah, Sydney loses 2-1. to one. They're back in action Saturday afternoon, our time, mm. against Cuba in an elimination game. It's a double elimination tournament. So it's a must win for, for Sydney uh, on Saturday against Cuba, which, interestingly enough, making their first ever appearance in the Little League World Series. And you think Cuban baseball – in the in international tournaments and the Olympics, how good Cuban baseball is. Yeah. I didn't realize this was the first this year was the first time Cuba had sent a team to the Little League World Series. Oh really? That's surprising. Yeah. So very very surprising. Apparently there were a lot of a lot of hoops the the Cuban team had to had to jump through because you know diplomatic relations between the United States and Cuba, not so good. Yes. But, yeah, thankfully well, yes. the players and the coaching the coaching staff, they were able to get visas to be able to enter the country to play in this tournament. Uh, and the fans, of course, well, fans of the Little League World Series over in Williamsport, they are fantastic. They're cheering for all the kids. All right, I'm sure they are. Now, football, soccer has been a big topic here this week. Of course, we've got the Wurns World Cup final coming up in a couple of days between England and Spain. The Matildas back in action for that third-place playoff against Sweden tomorrow. But... Uh, those four teams have had very good tournaments. The U.S. team did not have a good tournament, and their coach has resigned. Yeah, we've seen a casualty from the elimination in the round of 16 for the United States. Watko Endonovsky, uh, the, the coach of the U.S. women's national team, uh, resigned. It was announced uh, earlier today by uh, the U.S. Soccer Federation. Uh, assistant coach Twyla Kilgore has been appointed as interim coach for a pair of friendlies next month against South Africa at the end of September. Uh, and then, you know, at this point, they're looking for a new coach and somebody who can 
rebuild the program after crashing out in the round of 16 this year in the in the women's world cup after winning two straight women's world cup titles so the the rebuild begins as the the new world cup cycle begins of course next year uh the the olympic games and that's a major international tournament in women's soccer uh unlike on the men's side where it's pretty much an under 23 tournament it's full national teams in the olympics on the women's side that's uh less than 12 months away up in paris so they got to get cracking to get ready for it quickly yeah, and not overly surprising that there has been a casualty because I think no. – uh, look, and we talked about this the other day, didn't we? There's other teams, and we've seen that right throughout the tournament, that have come up and clearly passed where the USA are at at the moment. But the USA team, having won the last two World Cups, expected a better performance than what we got in this tournament. Yeah, the the, the world has caught up to the U.S. women's national team, but still – there are expectations over here mm. uh, in in women's World Cups and Olympics, and and unfortunately, Endonovsky did not did not meet those expectations. His record was great overall, fifty one five and nine overall, but in major in the major tournaments, the Olympics and the World Cup, three two and five. Yeah, Mm-mm. not a good record in no. major tournaments. No, definitely not. Now, the NFL season, only a few weeks away, and there's a preseason game coming up. I think it's about 9 a.m. our time. Yeah, uh, yeah, about 9, 9.30 this mm. morning, um, Australian Eastern. Uh, Philadelphia defending NFC champions hosting Cleveland. Don't expect a lot of starters. It is a preseason game, so take from it what you will. If you really have missed the NFL Obviously, a lot of people have. They will be watching it, but it's a preseason. It's a tune-up game for the regular season that starts next month. But you, you at least get to see got large guys and pads hitting each other. Yeah, yes, and well, I know from a rugby league. <laughs> uh, I know from a rugby league point of view, when we get to this stage of the year. Uh, well, that stage of the year, we're just looking forward to any rugby league. It might not be competitive rugby league, but we're just looking forward to seeing something. Well, it's competitive. You know what I mean. It doesn't mean much, but it's still just good to see something after such a long break. Yeah, and it's been, honestly, it's been six months since we've had actual NFL games uh, up until the Hall of Fame game about two weeks ago. Mm. So it is nice to get to get football games. It'll be nicer when we get into September when the games actually count in the standings and we see the star players. And you won't see a lot of them tonight because teams are always afraid of players getting hurt. Yes, uh, yes, they are. Now, Andy says on the text, just before we get your NRL tips, until the USA gets most of the players into Champions League, it will continue. What do you make of that text from uh, Andy? The world has definitely changed, uh, and we've seen that here in the world of uh, women's soccer. Do you reckon that continues? Yeah, women's football, it is growing. Listen, it is... Mm. Uh, look at the World Cup final. It's England and Spain. They're making yeah. their first appearance in the World Cup final. Uh, the Women's uh, UEFA Champions League is a big deal. Women's domestic leagues are are a huge deal. I mean, you've got the, the Women's Super League in England. Uh, you've got mm. leagues in France, leagues in Spain. The women's game is growing, and I, I think kind of the U.S. has plateaued. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they've got to step it up a little bit more. Yeah, we'll see what unfolds with the U.S. team. All right, ready to get your NRL tips now. The past two weeks, you got nope. you got seven out of eight. Now, you already did, and I did t- uh, tell the listeners this yesterday, you did tip the Sharks. Uh, so you are one from one. They won last night 32 points to 12. So let's get through the rest of your tips. Warriors or Manly? Right. 
Uh, I'm going to take the Warriors. Warriors, okay. Warriors at home, sold out at home as well. Uh, the Parramatta Eels or the Sydney Roosters? Oh, let's see here. This is a 10 v 11. Parramatta. I'll, I'll take Parramatta. Okay, just remember last time. Sorry, you, just remember last time you tipped against Sorry. the Roosters. I know, uh, I know, I know, I know. It's a risk. Uh, West Tigers or the Dolphins? Uh, ooh. That's an ugly game both ways. Yep. Uh, I'll take the Dolphins with no confidence All whatsoever. Right. Dolphins. Okay, then uh, the Titans or the Panthers? Uh, I'll take the Panthers. Yep, probably smart. Uh, Dragons up against the Storm. Dragons and Storm. I'll take the Storm. Storm. And then on Sunday, the Newcastle Knights up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Seven v eight. This uh, this has finals implications. Mm. Uh, I'll go South Sydney. You're going to go South. And the final game of the weekend is the Raiders and the Bulldogs. Raiders and Bulldogs. The Bulldogs screwed me over last week. <laughs> Not going to give them they another were chance. The eighth team I picked. Uh, so. So, run that one past me again. Bulldogs and who? Raiders. Canberra Raiders in Canberra. Raiders. That's right. I'll, I'll take Canberra. All right. You're gonna I'll go take the Raiders. Canberra. All right. So, your tips, uh, obviously. Not the making that mistake again. No. Obviously, the Sharks last night. Then, the Warriors, Parramatta, Dolphins, Panthers, Storm, Souths, Raiders. Let's see if you can make it eight from eight. Uh, well, I, I would say I hope you make it eight from eight. From just a selfish point of view, I hope you make it seven from eight. Thank you, Chris. Uh, we will <laughs> chat again uh, on a Tuesday. We'll chat again and wrap everything up. Have a good weekend, mate. All right, you too. Chris Burkins on the line from America. Just quickly, uh, Jason, who texted in yesterday, says, Dan, you didn't mention every Roosters player name in your preview. preview. Everything all right? More than all right, Jason. He also says your fellow Rooster fans won't be happy. I'm sure they'll be okay. He says, I'm an Eels fan, so I'm looking forward to tonight if we win. Uh, then only five minutes of Rooster Talk next week. Sounds fair to me. Thank you for listening, Jason. Look, going to be a really, really exciting game tonight. Must win for both the Roosters and Parramatta. I'll be out there expecting a big crowd at what is a great stadium. 10 to 6, tradies use in a nutshell. And last round of the AFL begins tonight with Collingwood taking on Brisbane. Gold Coast will play Carlton tomorrow at 10 past 2. Uh, the Swans in Adelaide. Important game for the Swans tomorrow night at 7.40. Uh, very, very important for them. Uh, and I say the Brisbane Lions playing it tonight. A couple of texts to finish things off. Lee on the back of our chat with uh, Chris Perkins. Our Australian Little League baseball team plays their first game tomorrow in Williamsport at the World Series. That's from Lee of Queensland. Uh, this one, uh, Morning Dan, looking forward to hopefully another win by my Panthers and another round of supercars and a win to Dick Johnson Racing. Thank you, Big G. Greg, looking forward to the weekend of horse racing this weekend. And Jason from Melbourne celebrating his 44th birthday Day, hoping the storm can get up over the dragons. Happy birthday to you, Jason. Have a wonderful weekend. Breakfast coming up in Queensland with Corey Parker and Pat Felicis in Sydney. It's Vossi and Brandy after the news. I'll be back with you Monday morning. Have a great weekend. News, then breakfast.